So it's been a uh, six months of absolutely catastrophic natural events in British Columbia. Of course, we had the fires over the summer, and uh, now we have the flooding in the winter. Well, not even the winter yet, but um, and uh, it seems these severe, severe events are happening more and more often, and I think that's to be expected. Um, so what do we do? What is the situation? Let's get some insight on where we stand and, and how we can protect ourselves with Dr. Brent Ward, who is an earth sciences professor and co-director for the Center for Natural Hazard Studies at Simon Fraser University. Uh, doctor, thanks so much for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me, Shay. Now, I guess, we, I mean, flooding is, is, is part of life in, in the Fraser Valley. This isn't completely unique, although this is very, very different, right? I mean, this is not your typical flood that you would see in this part of the country. No, it's not. I mean, usually when we get a big flood in the Fraser Valley, it's from the Fraser River, and it happens in the spring associated with snowmelt. So so this is unusual in, in that we had this intense rainstorm and melted a bunch of snow that was there, and these smaller drainages are flooding. The Fraser is fairly high, but it's nothing like, uh, you know, a big Fraser flood. Um when we see this one, obviously the season is different, all kinds of things. So these extreme events, uh, I know that a lot of the people, experts are telling us, well, this is just sort of the pattern that we're in now. We can expect more of this. But what caused this particular event? Because typically it's snow shit, right? That's typically what causes flooding in the valley? Uh, well, again, it, it varies as to what drainage it is. So, um, you know, some of the smaller drainages like the Nooksack and the um, and the Coke. Well, Coquihalla is kind of borderline, but those are ones that can be driven by these big, you know, atmospheric rivers that we get. But you're right. uh, Further inland, you know, where we get lots of snow in the winter, then those floods are largely driven by what we call the freshet, the spring melt of that snow. Um, You know, already people on the text line are telling me, well, this happened before in 1920. There have been floods before. Where does this one rank? Do we even know yet in terms of how bad this is? Yeah, well, it, it's probably, I mean, in terms of the area affected around Abbotsford, it, it's probably the flood of record, you know, okay. so um, in terms of, of high uh, water levels. Uh, for the uh, the Coquihalla River, which is the one that took out, you know, Highway 5, that one is probably at least a one-in-a-hundred-year event. Um, and so, you know, some of the other drainages were not even sure because the drainage, uh, you know, the, the, the gauges were taken out by the flood. So we will have to estimate what it was later. Um, and we expect to see more events like this. I mean, what kind of... Obviously, this is going to be a wake-up call in terms of transportation corridors, all these sorts of things. A lot of people saying, why were you building on a floodplain to begin with? We're going to have to change the way we do things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the the floodplain issue has always been a legacy here in Canada. I mean, the rivers have always been important for transportation and, you know, you know, everything. And so, you know, we have a tendency to live too close and we have structures to try and protect the buildings. But, you know, a lot of times they're not big enough, right? And with climate change, we're seeing an increase in in the magnitude of these floods. And so it's very, very hard. I think there's going to have to be tough decisions made in some areas about moving, you know, getting rid of some houses and being able to move the dikes further back from the edge of the channel. You know, as you probably noticed when you go for walks along rivers, there's always a dike right beside the channel. That doesn't allow the water to go anywhere. Right. And then eventually it overtops that dike. Um, In in terms of infrastructure, how do we change that? I mean, these are major transportation corridors. How can you protect those? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I mean, in terms of landslides, which which was a lot of the issue, you know, along some of the routes, is, uh, you know, if we identify where landslides are prone, we can put in structures to try and protect that infrastructure, but it's very expensive. And, you know, you've seen pictures of British Columbia. We've got lots of steep mountains here, so there are a lot of areas that are prone to these debris flows, and that's what was blocking the highway. Um, Otherwise, we need to make the structures more resilient because we had a lot of, uh, you know, kind of where the river, you know, what we call lateral bank erosion into the side and just took out the road. So we need to be better at constructing those fill slopes so that they're more resilient to the floodwaters that we're going to get. Did we kind of get caught napping here? Because like you say, these slides and these flooding issues, uh, certainly not to this magnitude, but they've always been issues in this mm-hmm. part of the country. Were we sort of complacent in recognizing the threat that we were under? Uh, a little bit. I mean, you know, you got to remember it's, you know, we've got this, like I said, this legacy of, of where we built things, either highways that were built in the 60s, so the, 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 the areas to pass the water underneath it are a little too small, and these floodplain issues. So certainly any new development, these things are taken into consideration, and people are also trying to estimate how things are going to change in the future. So present development's going okay, but we have to go back and change things, and that's always hard. It costs a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of resources, and people don't like change. No, exactly. And, uh, you know, and and especially when you can look back and say, well, it's been fine for 100 years. What's the problem, right? Well, this is the problem. Yeah, well, it hasn't been fine for 100 years. I mean, you know, if you want a local example, look at Calgary, right? I mean, it was identified that, you know, there was houses in the floodplain back in the 70s, and they could have made, you know, planning decisions then, and they didn't. And so all that development down in the floodplain, and your big flood, that was only a one-in-70-year event, right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't even, you know, what we planned for here in B.C. Here in B.C., we planned for a one-in-200-year event. So, like I say, there's this legacy of, of land-use decisions that is coming back to bite us now, and it's very expensive to change. When we take a look at this flooding situation and the landslides that, like you say, really caused a lot of problems with the highways, I know in California they say, you know, that that fire and then flood cycle, they sort of feed into each other because that vegetation is really important in preventing landslides and things like that. So is there a bit of that at play here too? Yeah, I, you know, I haven't been out to see the landslides yeah. yet. I'm actually hoping to go out tomorrow. But I, I've heard that some of them did originate in burned areas. And it is a factor um, because you're right. When you remove all that vegetation, you know, the vegetation can help slow down the water. And it's the intensity of, the, of how fast the, the, the water gets into the soil that can trigger the landslides. And we've also, when you burn that organic layer at the top, that a, reduces infiltration, and it also creates these organic compounds that are driven down into the soil. They precipitate, and then uh, it makes the, uh, the, um, the soil uh, impervious to water. And so the water can't infiltrate at all, and it flows off, and then it can trigger landslides uh, because, again, the concentration of water on a steeper slope. Exactly, yeah. Great insight, Doctor. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. That's Dr. Brent Ward, an earth sciences professor and co-director of the Center for Natural Hazard Studies at Simon Fraser University. And yeah, I think all of these things fit into it. And I think, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about the cause, right? 
you know, you're going to have people that say this is, we're going to see more of these events because of climate change, and that upsets a lot of you. And, you. and then you start talking about, well, why would you build on a floodplain anyway? Well, humanity has always done that. I think every city that I know of, certainly Edmonton and Calgary, both have neighborhoods that are on floodplains, and they flood. Um, New Orleans is built below sea level. It floods. It, 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 sure, that's part of it. Absolutely. Also, the cycle of, you know, a lot of you saying, well, quit Clear-cutting the forest, that's what's causing the problems. Yeah, that's probably part of it in some areas. Um, and then, of course, we had the fires this summer that erased a lot of the vegetation in that area. And as you heard from the doctor, that can contribute to landslides. So regardless of how we got here, I think we need to start taking a look at what we're going to do to make sure we don't end up here again in the future. And like he said, that may mean um, recognizing that some of the practices that we put in place, you know, 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago, no longer work. You know, you can't build on that floodplain or that highway that you put through that particular area is too vulnerable given the conditions that we're living in today. And we may have to change some things. This, I mean, if you want to look at it in a certain way, could be seen as an opportunity to start some of that change because there's going to have to be a tremendous amount of rebuilding done here. And it's going to cost a truckload of money.